So you're divorced and want to remarry, or you have a friend who is divorced and wants to remarry, what about it? Can we do that as Christians? Well, some people make the terrible mistake of going around and asking pastors what about can they do it? Can they divorce and remarry? There was a woman that came among our church group and stayed for a number of years. She was really, really bitter against a pastor. She was divorced, and she had been raised Baptist, and apparently in the Baptist church in the 40s, 1940s, she was taught that you could not remarry after divorce. Many churches used to teach that. She was apparently taught that because she wanted to remarry after she divorced. She took her fiancé and went to a pastor, some pastor, and asked him, could she remarry after divorce? That pastor said, well, my sister is divorced and remarried. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So they they remarried. She remarried, and she and this man married, and she was then born again, and she had this enormous desire to read the Bible. And she read all these scriptures showing that she committed adultery when she remarried. She was horrified. She was actually bitter toward the pastor who had told her that it was all right to remarry. The Holy Spirit said something to me at that moment that she was telling me this story. The Holy Spirit says, wasn't she already having sex with Edward when they went to the pastor? So I said, weren't you already having sex at the time you went to the pastor? She grew very quiet, and then she said, yes. Well, there is no real reason for her to be bitter against the pastor. When she was already committing fornication, at the time she went to see if she could marry. I have found so many pastors that do not know the Bible on the subject of divorce and remarriage. So if you happen to be one of those people that wants to remarry and are divorced, What I want to recommend to you is that you look at the scriptures on the subject. That tells God's view. We can tell what God wants by looking at the Holy Scriptures and by the Spirit of God illuminating to us the Holy Scriptures. Several years ago, a woman contacted me, and she said she was a minister. She wanted to come and talk to me about her mother's second marriage. God said to me, just focus on the scripture. She didn't need to come talk to me. She just needed to focus on the scriptures, on the subject of divorce and remarriage. 
That's the revelation God gave me on the subject of divorce and remarriage. Focus on what the scriptures say. Don't just sit around and talk about the previous marriage. If you really want to know what God thinks about this subject, it's in the Holy Bible, the New Testament. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus was speaking to the Jewish men. It's very critical to understand this passage of Scripture based on that. Jesus was speaking not to the women, but to the men. There is a difference set forth in the Bible for men and women on this subject of remarriage after divorce. There's a difference between the two. Matthew chapter 5, Jesus speaking to the Jewish men. He said, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Verse 31, to the Jewish men, he is saying, It has been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. So Jesus is taking it one step farther. He says, if you divorce a faithful wife, she goes out and remarries. She commits adultery if she remarries. But you're going to be the cause of her adultery. I believe God was also showing, now this is my opinion, I believe God is also showing that the man who divorces an unfaithful wife can remarry. But if he divorces a faithful wife, he'll be the cause of her committing adultery. Now the woman can't remarry. A lot of people twist this around and they say, okay, your husband's committing fornication against you therefore you can divorce him and remarry that's not what the bible teaches jesus said to these men if you divorce a faithful wife and she goes out and remarries she commits adultery and the man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery and then paul spoke something very important in first corinthians 7 verses 10 and 11 and unto the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. 
Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife. So to the women, you could leave your husband, but if you go out there and remarry, you commit adultery. So Paul said this is a commandment of the Lord to the women. Don't leave your husband, but if you do, remain unmarried or be reconciled to your husband. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11. Romans 7, the Apostle Paul said in verse 1, Know ye not, brethren, how the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth? For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then while... Her husband liveth, if she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Now you may want to say, but we don't live under the law. No, we don't live under the law of Moses and sacrificing animals for our sins as they did in the Old Testament. But we live under the rules of the New Testament Bible. Paul is speaking to the New Testament church in these scriptures. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 10 and 11, he's speaking to the church, just like he's standing here today, as if he were standing here today, giving us rules for the church, which he said were the commandments of the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or let her be reconciled to her husband. These are the rules for the New Testament church. Mark 10, verses 11-12, Jesus says, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another, committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. Every one of these scriptures that I'm stating on this recording are going to be written for you so you can see the exact scriptures. If you will look at our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations, look on the right-hand side of the homepage, see Podcast, click on Podcast, look at the exhortation in the podcast, Revelation from God about Divorce Remarriage. And you will see every scripture that I have spoken today written on that podcast on that page. That blog name again is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. We can either do the scriptures or not do the scriptures, but let me just tell you, 
we're all going to appear at the judgment seat of Christ where we will be judged according to the word of God by what we have done and what we on this earth. That is Second Corinthians chapter 5. We'll all appear at the judgment seat of Christ. At that time, you're not going to be justified by saying, oh, but I'm a Presbyterian and our doctrine's different from the Bible. You're going to be judged by the Bible. If you go out to play golf on, on the golf course, you're judged by the rules of golf. In the churches, we're not judged by the doctrine set up by the churches, which may or may not coincide with the Bible, we will be judged by God, by the Word of God, by the Holy Bible, and therefore we better be sure our doctrine is according to the Holy Bible. Here is another scripture that is so important. At the time of sexual intercourse, Two people become one flesh. And Paul tells the men, even if you have sex with a prostitute, you two become one flesh. So don't do that. I think this is the only verse of scripture that I know of that is strong enough to help your children. This world is so wicked. These young women today, teenage women, are just... And they just can't wait to go out and have sex. And the young men, how many conquests they can get. Your children are exposed to that type of thinking. You better expose them to what Paul says in this passage of Scripture. 1 Corinthians 6. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Even if you have sex with a prostitute, you become one flesh with her. You're going to be so fragmented it will probably come close to ruining your life. It's that serious. Then Paul says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. It's a different sin than all other sins, according to Paul. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Flee fornication. Jesus spoke several things in Mark 10 concerning the subject of becoming one flesh of divorce, Remarriage. Mark 10. And the Pharisees came to Jesus and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife? The Pharisees were tempting Jesus. 
Jesus answered and said unto them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and put her away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, For the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And in the house Jesus' disciples asked him again of the same matter. And he, Jesus, saith unto them, Whosoever shall put away his wife, and marry another, committeth adultery against her. And if a woman put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. And in Mark 5.32, Jesus says, And the man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. My best friend at the time I was born again was a woman who'd been raised Baptist. She was teaching uh, first grade for a while. And at one point, she was also, she was a concert pianist, and she had a Fulbright scholarship to Italy. I met her in the years after she had come back to the United States and was teaching, had taught first grade and had married. While she was in Italy, she met a young man, and she wanted to marry him. She had to become Catholic before they married, so she went to Catholic school, became a Catholic, and they married. They came back to the United States, and as soon as he got, they got back to the United States, he left Donna. She spent a few years without being married, and in those years she taught first grade, and then she decided she wanted to remarry. She was attending a church in Dallas, and she met a man whose wife had died of cancer, and he wanted to marry. There were two women that Howell was considering marrying. One was this tall blonde, and the other was this short, dark-haired girl, Donna, my friend. I didn't know her at that time. He dated both of them, and decided on Donna. But Donna had kept it a secret that she had been divorced. So Hal didn't know she'd been divorced. He chose Donna. I believe she told him before they were married that she had been divorced. Years later, I came along, and I, I found out Donna had been divorced, and I asked Hal, would you have married, would you have dated Donna had you known she was a divorced woman? He thought about it. He said, no, I don't believe I would have. Apparently, they were teaching this doctrine that if you marry a divorced woman, you commit adultery. That's what Matthew 5.32 says. Nothing has changed. That's still the truth. 
But what's happened, the churches have stopped teaching it because it would be unpopular to teach that. It wouldn't fit in with the teaching of the world. And so many of the churches today are trying to please the world. They're trying to look like they're modern, and they're trying to look like they're reasonable. And above all, they're trying to get big crowds to come to church. If they taught this, their crowds would be smaller. I attended a museum dinner once at Texas Tech when I lived in Lubbock, Texas. They seated us at tables, and I was seated next to a man who was wearing this huge cross around his neck. It was the biggest cross I've ever seen. He quickly identified himself as the former pastor at Indiana Street Baptist Church. Then he began to tell everyone at the table, Oh, we have such a problem at the church. We have added onto the church several times, and we just don't have enough room to seat all the people who are trying to come to church. We have so many people trying to come to church. I listened to the man say this, and then I said, If you would teach what Jesus taught in Matthew 5.32, that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, about one half of your congregation would get up and leave, you would have then no problem seating the people if you taught what Jesus said. His mouth just fell open and I just left. There was no way I was going to sit at dinner with this man. The reason they're getting such big crowds when you see big crowds at churches is they're holding back scripture to become more popular. They're basically approving the people in their sins rather than turning the people away from sins by speaking these scriptures. But regardless of what they do, it is your responsibility to remove yourself from churches where they do not teach the correct doctrine. It's your responsibility to read the New Testament and turn from those churches. There are churches who teach you to light candles as you pray. That's not in the Bible. There are churches that teach all manner of abominations. They teach you to bow down before graven images and pray. That There are 47 cha- uh, verses in the Old Testament where God forbids graven images. All types of sins are going on today in our churches. But it is our responsibility, yours and mine, to know the scriptures. And when the church is teaching something other than the scriptures, it's our responsibility to get out of that church. For they're going to be condemned along with the world when Jesus returns during the Great Tribulation. And let me just read to you, in closing, the fate 
of the people who love their churches more than they love the scriptures. And many people do. I would say most of the people love their churches and the activity of their churches more than they love the Bible. Here is what will happen to them. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 10 through 12. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. One example, I have a friend who's a Catholic. She calls the priest father in the first place. There's no such thing in the New Testament Bible as a priest. The ministers of the New Testament Bible are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, which God gave for the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ. That's in uh, Ephesians 4. But anyway, this woman at the Catholic Church calls the priest Father. In Matthew chapter 23, Jesus says, Call no man your father. Only one is your father, and that's God. I went to Barnes & Noble and looked at a Catholic Bible to see if they have this verse of Scripture in the Catholic Bible, and they did. I couldn't believe they would have put it in the Catholic Bible. Call no man your father. But one is your father, and that's God. And here they call their priest father. I didn't hear anything from this woman for a few weeks after I sent her that message. Then I got an email from her, and she said, Thank you for your message. But she kept going to the Catholic Church and calling that priest father. We're going to be judged for just such a thing as this at the judgment seat of Christ. When we know a scripture and we refuse to bow down to the scripture and we continue in the pleasure of our churches. I've had to leave many churches in my life when they were teaching the wrong thing and would not repent. You're going to be condemned at the day of judgment if you do this. So don't do it. When you see your church going opposite from the scripture, when you see them performing ceremonies, marrying having men marry divorced women and you know the truth of the scripture that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, when you know that and you see it happening in your church group, get out of that group. They won't turn. I have brought many corrections to pastors. Never have I ever seen a pastor turn from what they were doing and turn to the truth. Never. Why? Because that's Antichrist in the churches. 
Antichrist comes into the churches with the falling away of the churches from Scripture. We can back up just a little bit here and read that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord will not come except there come a falling away first. And this was going to be churches falling away from Scripture. It wasn't going to be people leaving the churches. It was going to be the churches leaving the Scripture. And that man of sin be revealed. He is revealed to all when the churches leave the Scripture, and he can come in and rule over the churches and do what he wants to do and set up popular doctrines it says he opposes and exalteth. He opposes the scripture and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God and that is Antichrist. In the day of John he said there were already many Antichrist. He said that it's recorded for us in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. John says, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrist, whereby we know it is the last time. Antichrist is not one man. The devil is not one man in the sense that the devil, his spirit, reigns in many people. There are devils in many people. Antichrist is in many people in the churches. Antichrist is opposite to the way of Christ, opposite to the scripture. The apostle Paul said, as soon as he departed, he knew that men would rise up and bring perversions into the church. The whole thing started back there in the early church in the first century and has continued for 2,000 years. But the day of the Lord will come when judgment does come upon all those people who are still living and we will all be judged at the judgment seat of Christ in the end. Because for and pay for whatever we've done, whether good or bad. Well, we want to be sure that we are lined up with Scripture. And that's the only way that we will receive a full reward at the judgment seat of Christ. You're not going to be able to say, oh, but the Presbyterians taught this doctrine. This is what they taught. We don't go by the Bible. We go by the book of the Presbyterians. I had a Jewish woman say that to me, or say that recently. She said she was Messianic Jew, which means they believe Jesus is the Messiah, but they don't go by the Holy Bible. They have their own doctrine. I said, well, there's only one doctrine. Jesus said to those Jews who believed on him, if you continue in my word then you're my disciple. His word, the New Testament Bible. You have, you can't go against the New Testament Bible. Those are the rules of God for the church. 
2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That's how you prove your doctrine, is by the scripture. For correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. And we are going to be judged by the New Testament Bible. This is Joan Boney speaking, and all these scriptures are written out for you on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Look under podcast on the right-hand side of our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Be sure and put the word exhortations on that. You can click on the podcast, which is Revelation from God about divorce, remarriage, and you will see every scripture that I've spoken on this broadcast. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.